1: This week on Jordan Jesse Go, short hair versus long hair, Spider Man 3 and its ethical implications, and you're the reason that daddy left. Let's go. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
2: And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. We are enjoying the seaside. This week in yeah. the introduction. This is our summer kickoff show.
1: Boom!
2: Yes. We've also got some amazing values on the showroom floor. Spidey 3's in theaters, and Jordan and Jesse are at the beach. You know Woo-hoo. what that means. Summertime, funmer time. I'm wearing a white t-shirt over my uh, uh, bathing suit when I go swimming.
1: Oh, yeah? Because I'm fat. Too, too fat. So I'm too fat. That's fine. Ah. Um, oh. Rutger Hauer, we were going to have Rutger Hauer on the show Yeah
2: uh, He called me up and he is sick So uh, so everyone, uh, Rutger Hauer is sick Hopefully he will come back and be on the show sometime uh, So for when he does, please, if you would please email or post on the form Or snail mail, get well cards, um, yeah. chicken soup Uh, anything so we can make sure to give it to him when when he
1: comes when Rutger comes on and hopefully it'll be in uh, we're we're taking next week off actually because we're both going to be out of town Mm -hmm. and the week after that we've got Mike Schmidt from the Never Not Funny podcast coming in so, uh, probably in three or four weeks, we'll have Rutger back on.
2: So, that's, that's, that's more than enough time for us to accumulate a lot of uh, goodwill messages. We love you, Rutgers. If you want
1: to draw him a picture, not only you can, you don't have to email it. You could also send it to the snail mail address, which, by the way, is on the website. At uh, Just click on About, and you'll see the address there.
2: Yes. So, if uh, you want
1: to do something nice for Rutger, he has the flu.
2: You should draw yourself into some of his movies, like uh, the original Hitcher yeah. or Universal Soldier.
1: Or how about blind justice
2: also blind justice in blind justice uh, rutger
1: played a blind master swordsman um and the tagline was he, he he's may- blind
2: oh, he- and doing things no
1: his is yeah. is the tagline was he may be blind but he don't need no dog
2: <laughs> wow i've never i've never heard of that before
1: yeah rutger was Sounds really great. he was really nice on the phone he sounded just like the nicest guy um and i felt really bad uh that he was sick he seemed sincerely sick, although he's a pretty gifted actor. So that's true. He could he have, been, have been faking could have
2: been it, us But I'm getting, I'm willing to give Rucker Howard the benefit of the doubt. I think so too.
1: I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, that's only fair when it comes to Rucker Howard.
2: I mean, he's entertained us enough. You know, it's the least we can do.
1: What were we actually going to talk about?
2: Oh, I was going to talk about. Uh, I was going to talk about a new segment I wanted to introduce. Oh yes, on the show. new segment on the show. Lord knows we don't have enough. Segments.
1: Yeah, and it's important to introduce a new segment during the introductory segment.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, which is a segment unto itself, rather
1: than introducing it in the context of a new segment. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to ease people yeah, into it. I just
2: wanted to see how it how it flew. I mean, if it's not popular, then we won't right. stick with it. We so.
1: only do the stuff that hits.
2: Absolutely. Um. So yeah, this is this is something I'm going to call uh, Jordan's slang update. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I've noticed I've been picking up a lot of new slang at my uh, kind of recently acquired job, and I was kind of I was kind of confused because I, 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 mean, I haven't really picked up a lot of new slang uh, from jobs before. I mean, I've been pretty...
1: Usually jobs use relatively formal language. You won't find a lot of slang Language,
2: No, absolutely not. And I, mean, and I think it's because this is the first job I've had in, in quite a while where I've really kind of actively palled around with the people I work with. Um, I really like them. We all get along really well. And also, we,
1: I, I think maybe it's the first job you've ever had where, for example, having been a professional rollerblader is actually a bonus in your favor. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's a, pretty, it's a pretty laid back atmosphere and I, I find myself kind of, uh, I mean, there's one boss in particular whose who's slang I've been adopting, uh, you know, like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and here are, here are two of my faves. Uh, recently i 've been using gut bomb
0: uh-huh, to describe bomb. like a
2: big burrito or a Carls junior hamburger
1: oh. it's a real
2: gut bomb and also bush league
1: yeah bush league that 's a good one
2: yeah and I think we 're going we 're going to talk about this later in the show but my, for, for instance my 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 boss thought he said he thought Spider man three was pretty bush league.
1: Oh, that's interesting. hmm You'd think, well, because there's major league quality performers in Spider-Man 3. Absolutely. What about In the Catbird Seat? Has he ever used that one?
2: <laughs> no. Uh, that's a
1: really good one.
2: In the Catbird Seat? Yeah, it means you're it's like... Something
1: like a gin runner would use or something? No, that's something that like Red Barber would use, like a, a famous baseball announcer, just like Bush League. Interesting texas
2: leaguer mm-hmm. think? farm farm league send them back to the farm leagues is that something that's not something you is that just that not made that. no that's farm leagues isn't something really farm league isn't anything
1: no you just made that up
2: i think it's something
1: you're thinking of bush league
2: oh i'm <laughs> thinking of bush league yeah. anyways which i use that's now. good
1: i like that jordan
2: yeah i've li- i like those two a lot and I- i'm hoping to get more
1: in the catbird seat is what i recommend
2: what i mean what you use it in a sentence.
1: Uh, you know, after he, after he, uh, w- after he was reelected, and, uh, George Bush thought that he was really in the catbird seat, but things took a turn for the worse.
2: Oh, because of the war?
1: Yeah, because the war didn't go as well as he had hoped.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, great. Catbird seat.
1: That was a little political commentary for <laughs> me, Jordan.
2: Yeah, easy there, Doonesbury. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Mallard Fillmore.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan.
2: Yes, Jesse.
1: Uh, I believe that you have a new catchphrase, and I'll tell you why, because any phrase that you have uttered that is immortalized on a bumper sticker is officially a catchphrase.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was really pleased to find that uh, one of our listeners uh, actually made... Made a bumper sticker with a Jordan Jesse Go quote on it. It was Smart Bunny
1: was the name of the listener. Sure. I mean, I don't believe that that's her uh, no, Christian it's her
2: name. Internet name.
1: That's her internet name. But she she uh, I think she lives in New York City or something. Mm-hmm. She lives in New York. Smart Bunny made a bumper sticker. Jordan.
2: Uh, God, what does it say? I totally forget. Um, uh, have you heard the good news about Hagar the horrible? which i remember saying but i don't remember what the context was yeah, at all.
1: Me either. That's my favorite part about it too. <laughs> <laughs> like i can hear that phrase and laugh, but i cannot remember yeah, what the meaning of we it was. what we were talking about. Have you heard the good news about it? It was maybe somebody who, it was something about... Do you know what
2: episode it's in? It's,
1: it was relatively early. Yeah. I think it came up on the thread on the uh, on the Maximum Fun Forum about, uh, you know, favorite quotes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smart Bunny, that was her top favorite. I think it had something to do with a uh, character who uh, worshipped, uh, someone, a theoretical character we were talking about. Who worshipped
2: about. the Sunday comics. Who
1: worshipped the Sunday comics, Yeah. Huh. But anyways,
2: any, either anyway you slice it, it's great, and uh, and, and in general, I like the, the the fan art that people make about the show. I think that's one of my favorite things about doing this: is seeing like in fact, the other that creativeness be, that comes out of it.
1: That's like pretty much the tops. Like yeah. that's a, what a cool thing. It's
2: quite yeah, quite flattering. We so. should think
1: if you have a cool idea for like a contest, we should run where people draw something or make something. We're into it. Yeah, you know what people have been doing on the forum lately. Hmm. Uh, in the Cornucopia Forum, which is the sort of uh, uh, not related to the show or arts and culture section, yeah, uh, there is a pen pal club. Oh. And you'd think, when you when I say to you, pen pal club, what you're thinking of is writing to a Japanese school child, right? <laughs> or maybe someone who lives in, in Virginia. Sure. Um, actually, what they're doing is sending each other packages oh. with the cool stuff in them. Uh, <laughs> one of the forum people named Elizabeth sent me this cool package with like a... She sent me, like, a cookbook about uh, recipes that are okay to eat if you have migraine. Cool. And, like, a holistic uh, sugar pill kit and, um, you know, like, some bath salts.
2: This is all migraine-related stuff, right? It was
1: mostly all migraine-related, but there was some other cool stuff. Like, I think there was a, a parachute man in there. Oh, cool. I think it's important to throw a parachute man
2: into every package. I'm just concerned that these packages will get erotic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the idea of that. So, I mean, if you're going to send, if you're going to be pen pals, that's fine. But just don't make it erotic, people.
1: <laughs> what What makes you think that they're going to be erotic?
2: I don't know. Something about, I don't know. Something, something. there's a little, there's a little, something egging me on in the back of my head that when I hear, I'm like, pen pals, great. Uh, I hope it doesn't get erotic. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to tell you. I'm not basing that on anything.
1: Jordan, you think everything's gonna get erotic, isn't that? Is, well, things
2: usually do in my life, Jesse. <laughs> Most things I do turn erotic pretty fucking quick. You're so like, you can see why I'm concerned.
1: You're like, fine, fine, fine. I'll get excite truck. But this better not turn erotic.
2: Bam. Gang bang. <laughs> I can't tell you how it happened. I just got excite truck.
1: For the Wii. Just playing Nintendo Wii. I know. Only had one nunchuck. Boom. <laughs> okay, well, I think we should stop this conversation here before things get erotic.
2: About eros? <laughs> Greek concept of erotic love?
1: <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love. This is Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse. I'm Jordan. Okay, we have opened up this uh, telephone line, right? We have this call-in line.
2: 206 mm-hmm. uh, fun th- You
1: got it, my friend. And uh, I think there are a lot of cool things we have done with this line. But none so cool as having people call in when something really important happens to them,
2: yes, uh, I think a guy called us recently when he uh, quit his job yeah, quit his job and and he couldn't and none of his friends were picking up. so he just called the line to tell us that he could quit his job.
1: that was fucking great. yeah, it was awesome. It was wonderful. Uh,
2: so yeah, so that's our new thing. if you have a if there's a big moment in your life, um, give us a call. We want to hear about it. We got a couple of cool calls here's here's one
3: Hey, Jordan and Jesse. this is Tom in New England. I just shaved my head it's got no hair on top of it anymore my wife said oh no you didn't but the proof was right there oh yes i did take these guys the show
0: (laughs) that's a good
2: one the proof was right there the proof was in the pudding the head pudding
1: i like that he reacted to his wife saying oh no you didn't by saying here's the proof Bam, no hair. <laughs> like as though, oh, no, you didn't meant that she didn't believe <laughs> as opposed to that she didn't want to believe. Yeah. I once
2: shaved my head. Yeah, how'd that go? Were you there then? Did you, you remember I, might I not have, my I head? I might not have known you.
1: I, um, this was, I want to say, at the end of my sophomore year of college, so we knew each other, mm-hmm. um, I, what, ha- what would happen is, um, I was, I was at UC Santa Cruz. I was an RA. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't... Uh, I, I, once I finished my finals, I couldn't leave until everybody had finished their finals because I had to be there. Right. So there had to be RAs there. And so I finished my finals like on the first day of finals or something like that. And mm-hmm. the final period was maybe two weeks or something. So I had like two weeks that I had to sit around in the dorms in Santa Cruz and think of shit to do with myself. Sure. And so my buddy Jill um, had one of those clippers... And she was like, I should give you a haircut. And I said, well, why don't you just shave off all my hair? Wouldn't that be fun? And then I thought, well, if she's going to shave off all my hair, I should really shave off all my hair because then I would know what it would be like to not have any hair at all. Mm -hmm. And um, And it would kill 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, it would kill 20 minutes. Plus, uh, I projected correctly that there would be a few days of fascination with this. Yeah. Uh, And that was absolutely true. When I shaved off all my hair, and I and I really did shave it off, like with a razor and everything, Mm -hmm. it was great. It was really fun. And the most fun part about it, in my book, you know, I mean, everybody has their own favorite part about shaving off all their hair. Sure, is sticking like slapping my hand onto my head, Mm -hmm. and it kind of hearing the skin. Yeah, and it kind of sticks a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of like palming a basketball or something. Mm-hmm. I could not get enough of doing that to myself. <laughs> I swear to God, that was the greatest thing in the world. And then uh, uh, the the finals period ended, and uh, uh, I came home for the summer to San Francisco, and uh, Teresa was there, and she hated it. Oh, man, did she hate it. <laughs> she said i had to wear a hat all the time wow that was her rule until my hair grew back i had to wear a hat all the time
2: man jesse she's got you on a pretty short leash uh
1: well jordan it's worth it yeah yeah that's what love is all about jordan
2: <laughs> i keep wearing hats when people tell you to <laughs> yeah exactly i guess that what that is what love didn't all about. Jean
1: shave your head one time
2: yeah, I've shaved my head twice. Um, the you first have this. Time-
1: you have this for listeners who've never seen a photograph of you, and I don't know who these people are. Don't they have? Yeah. don't they have fuel what, when TV? You're,
2: yeah, if you, yeah, you can't tell me that a you don't have fuel TV, and b you haven't been to my MySpace page.
1: Uh, but Jordan has a, a very handsome and full head of very curly hair. Yeah,
2: it's. I mean, it's you know, it's you know, for better or for worse, kind of a defining characteristic yeah. of me. I've, I mean. Uh, th- th- All my life, I've you know I've been the the, that hair guy, the guy with the hair, old curly. It's not uh, curly Sue. It's not like the Jackson. Uh huh. Old curls, Uh curls a lot. Uh huh. uh, And also curlington.
1: Uh huh. What about the sport curling? You were known as the sport curling for a while. Never. Sorry. Um, Thinking
2: of shot put. uh (laughs) Shot put for a while. (laughs) That was <laughs> um, for something different though
1: Your hair not quite in the uh, Quote unquote Jew or white boy afro category Yeah
2: it's it, The curls are a little tighter than yeah. that and They're tighter curls It's not a, it's not a poof Yeah. So much. But extremely curly. They're locks. Yeah. They are, I'm going to say they are, I can say definitively these are locks and it's not, it's not a poof situation. And
1: I bet that if you combed your hair, you might have Shirley Temple curls.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I don't though.
1: No. Uh, So this is, and this is your, this is sort of like your thing in a way.
2: Yeah, it is. It is my thing. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't walk around with a pick in it and I don't, you know, I don't do any. Kind of seventies thing for Halloween or anything, um, but girls love it. Yeah, I, well, in, in in a way, gr- girls love it. I, I mean, you know, I think that it, it definitely is is a, is a good conversation starter. Sometimes
1: there's a I witnessed at, at when I was your RA. There's a there's a very distinct duality to, and you know, to a lesser extent as your friend. But when I was the outsider looking in yeah. on your life there's a very distinct duality with respect to girls and your hair. Okay. Which is, girls love your hair. Mm. And it, it's like something, you know, the girl will go right up to you that doesn't even know you and, like, want to play with it. And
2: y- Yeah, that, that has happened.
1: Including pretty girls. Um, but on the other hand, I wonder if it doesn't make you uh, too much the silly guy to actually... Uh, I was going to say get in their pants, close but the,
2: close the deal, yeah, be,
1: be romantic with them. <laughs>
2: sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a concern. And then, and, I mean, and definitely when I, you know, when, when I like somebody, I do have, yeah, I do have to be concerned about that hurdle is kind of being clear about the liking and not, you know, so.
1: Cause girls love you just in general.
2: I mean, I'd like to say, think people love me. Yeah. Oh, most animals too.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, people in general do love you, but I think you're especially uh, you especially attract, in my opinion. I don't, I don't want to be mean, <laughs> but uh, total assholes. Uh, I was just gonna say that you are you are like catnip to a girl who's, um. Uh, nice but dumb. That's a big kind of girl <laughs> that I think is way into Jordan, maybe to an extent. I mean, I'm projecting no, here I'm, from my outsider's perspective. Yeah. Nice but dumb girl really loves uh, Jordan. Um, emotionally unhinged girl really loves <laughs> Jordan, uh, which is not necessarily the kind of girl that you want to be romantic with.
2: I don't know. I don't know if I can I can comment on any of this. Um
1: because you might offend some nice but dumb girls that are listening? No,
2: I, I, I haven't. I don't know. I don't know if I've looked into this issue as you have.
1: Okay, well, I have looked into it from the outside, okay, Jordan. Okay, fair enough. And I will tell you that nice but dumb girls uh, love you.
2: Okay. Well, that then,
1: was my experience in, in college. I mean, not that other kinds of people don't also. But, but the problem... I
2: think you're missing the point, Jesse, is that all people love me.
1: But here's the problem, Including Jordan. the nice
2: but dumb uh, big Samoan people, <laughs> uh, firefighters, the Chinese, uh, hippies, uh-huh. uh, Democrats, uh-huh. uh, everybody. Spendocrats? Yes, yeah, spendocrats, dixiecrats, <laughs> dumbocrats. <laughs> um, yeah, they all do, so, you know. But there's just call it a closed issue,
1: Jordan. I'll tell you, there's extra burden to uh, when a nice but dumb girl likes you.
2: What, what do you mean?
1: I have witnessed a lot of situations uh, in which, and mostly when we were in college, I, yeah. you know, just because people, the people that are around you in college have lots of opportunities to be around you, even if you didn't invite them to be around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, I, I feel like I witnessed a lot of people who made you slightly uncomfortable with their, for lack of a better word, lameness, (laughs) but you're a very, obviously a very super nice guy. Didn't want to be mean to them to get them to go away. Wasn't sure what other thing. And I think that this is the macro version of the micro issue of your hair.
2: Okay. I think... (laughs) To bring it back this to is pretty your hair
1: thorough I know, I think that if you it with your hair you're more lovable, sure, but without your hair you've got more killer instinct
2: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely and and I have shaved my head twice, and the first time was uh, was f- after freshman year of college. Um,
1: now, I, normally, your mom cuts your hair.
2: Normally, my mom cuts my hair. I, do, I have a once or twice a year appointment with my mom to uh-huh. cut my hair. Um, but this uh, this time, my um, my my first girlfriend had broken up with me summer of uh, summer after freshman year. And, uh, it was kind of a, it was kind of a part of a, a big cleanse, a reinventing of myself, if you will. So you did I had, a juice fast. Yeah. Did, I did a juice fast, hot stone massage, seaweed uh-huh. wrap the whole gotcha. night. Uh, vision quest.
0: uh
1: uh-huh.
2: Smoked a lot of peyote. <laughs> yeah. I found that my spirit animal is a hawk. <laughs> Red-tailed hawk Your mom
1: gave you some peyote yeah.
2: buttons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and my, actually my buddy Eddie, uh, from uh from Orange County uh shaved it for me and then me and my buddy Ryan uh went on a trip to Sweden to see Green Day. So yeah. It was all part of the like the cleanse. Gotcha. Uh, and because Ryan's times.
1: mom worked for an airline. Yeah, right?
2: Ryan's mom works works for Delta, so she she got us a couple ticks to see uh to see Green Day in Sweden. Um yeah, and Did you
1: feel like people reacted to, responded to you differently with shaved head Jordan?
2: Uh you know, I don't really I really I didn't really I notice can, so I'll tell
1: you I think you know I'm I understand I totally understand why you've made the choices you have with regard to your hair. Sure. Um especially being in comedy where having goofy hair can be a really Yeah, I mean big it makes benefit. you you know a little
2: more Yeah, I mean and definitely now that I have a job where I'm on TV occasionally um and I've been, you know, for for as long as I've 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 done I've been a part of this show. I've been, you know, the hair guy. So I don't know if right now cutting my hair is even an option. I haven't discussed it with the higher ups, but I'm a little worried that maybe if I got rid of it, um, you know, maybe maybe I would wouldn't be so. You but know. you are. I I will
1: say, you know, you shaved your hair once in college, didn't I, you? you? I, had short I did. Hair I, once the, in college. the second
2: time, uh, yeah, yeah, that was the first time was yeah. after. Um, and the second time was actually down here. Uh, after I moved down here, and our buddy Gene shaved it for me, and that was just kind of a uh, just kind of a whim. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was really fun.
1: Why, how, why does Gene even have a shaver?
2: Uh, Gene cuts his own hair. Does Gene really cut? Yeah, his own Gene hair? totally cuts his own hair. <laughs> 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 of course, uh, it does. I mean Gene has a Gene comes from a big family. He's like he's like he comes from a kind of a big Catholic family. He's one of I want to say five or six. Um, he's the oldest of five or six. Didn't and, like,
1: Gene cut notches in his eyebrows once?
2: Yeah, Gene totally cut notches in his eyebrows once. Um, and I remember I mean, so he used to love to dye
1: it black.
2: Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, kind of ec- the economics of a big family is really, like, uh, prominent when you go over to Gene's house, which I've been over, I spend a lot of time at Gene's house. Um, and, you know, so, like, you know, there's a lot of big, pizza getting and there's a lot of hand-me-downs and bunk beds and family haircuts like that's a big part of it
1: and you thought you could buy into the dream
2: yeah I could man yeah I mean I really that's why I like going over to 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 Jean's house um, or to like any house with a big family because I kind of you know grew up in a small family it was you know just kind of my mom and my sister and me for you know most of the time so anytime I go over to like a big boisterous family uh, it's a real it's a real novel treat you know, to get a slap on the back from the dad and to, you know, pick up a child and to, you know, look at a picture someone drew. I don't know. It's all great for me.
1: When, ter- when I first started going out with Teresa, um, Teresa's family, Teresa's uh, uh, immediate family is pretty small. It's mm-hmm. her, her mother and her father and uh, younger sister and brother. Um, But Teresa's extended families, particularly Teresa's mother's family, is gargantuan. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has, I don't know how many uh, brothers, uh, how many sisters, um, something like five. And they all have like five kids and they all live in Marin County where Teresa grew up. Mm -hmm. And it was, it totally overwhelmed me. It like terrified me (laughs) because I grew up in San Francisco with you know, half the time just with my mother, half the time with my father and stepmother and, Mm -hmm. you know, two I have two younger half-brothers. But like my, what like extended family I have, you know, like my mom's family lives in Washington, Mm D.C. My dad's family, very small. uh, One of them, crazy. One of his brothers, crazy, who and died when I was 17 or so. Uh, One of his brothers died when I was very young. So I have like an aunt that was married to one of my dad's brothers and some cousins that live in Laguna Beach, but like basically, I never saw any of my extended family members other than my uh, lesbian auntie that we talked about on a previous show who sure. lived in lived in Oakland, and the whole thing of all these people coming in to see you, and like, like for me especially trying to remember people's names because immediately. I don't That's understand tough
2: for me too, man. I can't do it
1: because they have literally i mean there's like twenty five of these cousins, right mm-hmm. and they know my name,
2: yeah, yeah, and not
1: just now i mean i I can see they know it now we've Teresa and I have been together eight years, but they knew my name like when i before I met them, they knew my
2: name yeah, yeah, because they like know each other they bone up. They bone oh up on gosh. each other's lives. It's yeah. It's, it's the big the big family is a, is an odd is an odd thing. I, I, I mean I really enjoy it. I'd like to you know.
1: It's a, it's too much. I can't handle it. I mean even now I'm more comfortable with it now, but I just it just makes me nervous. It just like seriously just makes me crazy. Like yeah, yeah. I feel like somebody's gonna sneak up behind me and I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> forget what their name. Oh, is. Oh,
2: so that's why you didn't want to watch my big fat Greek wedding <laughs> with me. It's all coming together. You could have just told me, Jesse.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. we'll be right back. Wait, Wait okay. <laughs> What, was, what was, the, was were we going to have a short hair, long hair poll?
1: Oh, we were going to, no, I don't know if we That's were going we to, we to have a poll. We don't have to have a poll because I don't think you can cut your hair. But I wanted to see from your perspective if you felt like people reacted to you differently because I think you look very different and I think you look great with the long hair. And I, sure. but then I remember when you, when your hair was very short one time in college. Uh, I was like, "Oh, Jordan looks really handsome with short hair."
2: My eyes were on the prize.
1: Yeah, when you were when you were chasing down the ladies.
2: Sure. Also, antelope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was because of the peyote that your mom gave you. That's though. true. Yeah. Does it seem different? That's the question, Jordan. Oh
2: God, I don't know. I wish I had a more insight on this, but I really don't. I really don't recall um, people. I mean, I do remember lots of liking to rub my own head. Uh-huh. That's basically it, though. <laughs> the, I, so think, I don't have any.
1: I think we can both agree that the big advantage of having uh, extremely short or no hair is is touching your head.
2: Yeah, head rubbing. There's no question self, about that. Self head rubbing.
1: You know what, though? I kind of. I think I probably did look bad with a completely shaved head. And mm-hmm. uh, there are no pictures extant of me with a completely shaped, shaved shaved okay. head. I don't think. But uh, I think I probably did look bad, and uh, that makes me worried because of the uh, recurring theme of this program, which is me going bald.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
1: I just wish I could just be one of those guys that looks really cool with no hair as opposed like to a guy who Stewart. looks like a mook. Yeah.
2: Maybe you do look like Patrick Stewart.
1: I well I do look like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe whether...
2: more so with the bald head
0: though.
1: Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Let's leave those issues floating in the sure. ether.
0: La, la, la.
1: This is Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse. I'm Jordan. Jordan, you know, uh, uh, oh, in total, tens of thousands of people listen to uh, MaximumFun.org mm-hmm. podcasts. If you are listening to this right now, then you are one of them. Mm-hmm. A number of those people during the pledge drive have stepped up to donate to uh, MaximumFun.org. I want to say something. In this, uh, these is it was about thirty at one point. I think it's more like forty now pretty good it's really wonderful and uh, to all of those people who've already given and all the people who've been giving all along which is another you know chunk Mm. of people uh god bless you for it and thank you very much if you are on the fence about it if you're thinking like oh should i do it should i not do it let me say this two bucks a month eh you know the effort of going to the website and clicking on donate is going to be is 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 worth more than the two bucks a month. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So um, you, whatever, if you're on the fence, so whether whether or not you think you can afford it, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to give up some money or whatever. This is the closing minutes of the pledge drive. In fact, this is the very last MaximumFund.org program that will actually have a pledge drive message in it because mm-hmm. this is what the thirteenth. Yeah, I want to say, and go it's going to come out on the fourteenth, and the last day of the pledge drive is the fifteenth. Um, I just want you to, you know, take this opportunity to actually pull the trigger. I think there's a lot of people out there who, yeah, the
2: bullets in the chamber,
1: the bullets in the chamber, the the, the guns pointed at your the head, poke. the pig is in the poke. <laughs> Oh, the cow's out of the barn. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, the I don't shovels, The shovel's I, out of the shed. I
1: really thought that we would be able to come up with a couple more cliches in that list. Nope. Between the two of us. Oh, no, cat's it turns out of the bag.
2: Out, yeah, the cat's out of the bag. Come for on. gosh What sakes. are we thinking?
1: Oh, anyway... Uh, the point is, is the very end of the play. Drive
2: bullets in the chamber is the same as cats <laughs> out of the bag.
1: No, the none of these are the same. I don't okay. think we should expect people to think that these are all the same because they're not. No. Um, however, they all have the same point.
2: They all are cliches.
1: Which is, uh, if you just visit maximumfund.org and click on donate, the instructions are right there. Two dollars a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, twenty dollars a month. Everybody who donates gets a prize. Uh, a listener named Chad, who lives in Oakland, uh, works at this really high-end printing place. Mm-hmm. So he's making us super fancy uh, Maximum Fun Club cards uh, with the logos that another listener, Stefan, designed for us at a cut rate price. Um, it's, that's going to be super cool. We're going to have pins. Stefan just sent me the pins he designed. They're really fucking cool. He's the six different designs. Nice. Um, rocket chips, and oh, it's really cool. And um uh, and so everybody will get prizes. Many people will win prizes in the drawing. the get smart DVDs, the autographed John Hodgman book, the Sky Mall book. Plus, uh, did we talk about the hobos yet on this show?
2: Uh, we did talk about the hobos. Well, but feel free to mention it again.
1: Adam Coford, better known as Ape Lad, is a cartoonist and a big fan of the Sound of Young America and Jordan Jesse Go. And uh, Adam was nice enough to donate. He's a professional illustrator. Mm-hmm. One of the things he does is he charges people money to draw pictures of a hobo that they have named. Mm-hmm. Um, he did this project uh, drawing pictures of all the hobos in John Hodgman's book, of which there are like 700 or something like that. Yes, can't remember how many. And um, uh, Adam has turned that has spun that off into a business. <laughs> where um it's a real business where you you name a hobo Mm -hmm. and he draws an original illustration of it like an art artist's quality you know suitable for framing type illustration of it Mm -hmm. five people who donate uh will be chosen at random will win the opportunity to name a hobo which adam will then draw a high quality illustration of and send it to them you can name the hobo anything jordan yeah Anything you want. I mean,
2: even <laughs> in the book. There's no limit.
1: In Hodgman's book, some of the hobos were just me- the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rizza, the Jiza. Sure. You know, Ghostface Killer. Yeah. You know, Inspector Deck.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm aware that these are Wu-Tang Clan people.
1: The Killer Bees. Yeah. No, the the Killer Bees weren't a... one of the hobos. No. But you can name the hobo literally anything. hmm There we'll you go. It. Just visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. These are the closing seconds folks. Welcome back to Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. Is this a new segment for the show, Jesse and Jordan Go to the Movies?
2: Yeah, Jesse and Jordan watch a movie and talk about it. I don't know. I was going to say like on the aisle or something, but
1: I'm just really excited that, um, I am in a
2: position to
1: buy a ticket to a movie.
2: Yeah. You, yeah. It's this been is, a while. It's been a while for you. It's hasn't really
1: it? been a long time since I've been like, I would say, well, since I last had a real job was the last time I was really in a position to, and that was like nine months ago. Yeah. So now I've gone to the movie's uh, twice, right? Didn't I go to a mov- another movie recently?
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway, it's kind of a, it's kind of amazing to me. It's, yeah. a, it's a real revelation.
2: Yeah, not me, man. I'm going to movies left and right. I know, God. I'm really rubbing it in your face too. I'll see <sighs> stuff I don't even want to see. Fuck you, Jordan. Yeah, that's how many movies I go to. That's
1: my lack of empathy coming out. I should just be happy for you because you get
2: to go to a lot of movies. Yeah, just because I've be. seen kicking at old school. <laughs> I haven't.
1: I went to see the TV set. Oh, yeah. And well, after you canceled on me twice. Yeah, I'm sorry. My apologies. Uh, Teresa and I went to see the the TV set. Um, I have some I have some thoughts about the TV set. This is the movie from Jake Kasdan. He was mm-hmm. the director of Zero Effect. Um, he was also one of the big wigs on um, Freaks and Geeks. Okay. Uh, and I just loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and I would like. And no- I was shocked to see that Sigourney Weaver was one of the stars. She Mm -hmm. played the show is the, the film is about the making of a television program and the program going through the pilot process. Mm -hmm. Um, very kind of small scale film, uh, not a huge emotional arc in this movie. It basically goes from slightly sad to slightly more sad. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sigourney Weaver plays this uh, network boss whose signature program on the uh, network is called Slut Wars. (laughs) Um, And Sigourney Weaver is just great. She's really funny in it. I mean, just um, um, she had this character that could have, I think, from the script turned into a kind of a really broad character. Mm -hmm. Um, And she found a really good tone for it. Also, nice to see Dawn from The Office in the movie. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was I thought that was lovely. You know, Dawn's you s- funny. You see, what's his name, uh, Martin? Whatever his name is, you know that uh, guy, Martin
2: Sheen. No, Martin the guy, Landau? the guy from
1: The Office.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, Martin Tim.
1: Freeman. Martin yeah, Freeman. Tim, Tim from The Office uh, in stuff. But I had never seen Dawn from The Office in anything, yeah, yeah. so it was nice to see her in there. Um, She's in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, is she? Yeah. Is she good in it?
2: She's great, yeah. Oh, that's good. Everybody's good in there. Uh,
1: you know who I am really happy to see uh, back doing comedy? Uh, and when I say back <laughs> doing comedy, he's almost never done comedy, but I just <laughs> literally Duchovny. like him. David Duchovny. David Now, I could care less about the X-Files, to be honest with you. Not my kind of thing. But uh, I I, I will love Larry Sanders. That's one of my favorite things. And he mm-hmm. had a recurring guest role on Larry Sanders, playing himself. Mm. Um, but on Larry Sanders, he was kind of in love with Larry Sanders, and he would always be kind of doing kind of creepy, uh, creepy borderline sexual harassment, borderline good friends stuff mm-hmm. to Larry because he was really good friends with Larry also, but he would always be hitting on him. Yeah. And uh, it was fantastic. Like he just played it spectacularly perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, man, Ducone's hilarious. Like he should do stuff like this. Well, here he is. He plays this sad sack writer. You know, in a sort of, I mean, a fat suit kind of deal. Nice. Um, not really, but he, I think he wore like a fat pad or something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he put
2: on some pounds for the role. Maybe he's gone totally method. You know,
1: I, I heard him on the treatment with Elvis Mitchell, and he and he said um, they they asked if he would be willing to put on some pounds, <laughs> and he said, uh, "Well, when you pay me what a person gets paid to star in a movie, I'll put on some pounds. <laughs> uh, but if I'm doing it basically for free, let's go with a fat pad." <laughs>
2: Nice.
1: <laughs> he said it in a really nice way. He didn't say it right, in a right. jerk way. He said it in kind of a friendly joke way. And uh man, Duchovny was great. Yeah. It made me love totally love David Duchovny. and totally I want to see him not in a sitcom. I want to see him in a dramedy though. Yeah. I know I th- I always thought you he mean was something
2: so, Sorkin related?
1: No, not something Sorkin related. Something that's actual.
2: It's not the only kind of dramedy I know
1: about. <laughs> you know uh, you know who's the only people who are good in uh, in a Sorkin thing? Is those people who have Dan and
2: Casey from Sports Night?
1: Yeah, Dan and Casey from Sports Night. It's those people who just have like a surfeit of humanity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sort of like how, um, uh, sort of like how uh, Bill Macy is always so good in David Mamet stuff. Yeah, like people who, who just project their humanity so wonderfully without having to be affected. Right. You know what I mean? That's who's good in that, anyway. and that's that's not necessarily what I'm talking about with Duchovny. Okay. Also, he's got a beard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they talk about in the show how uh, nobody would ever get cast as the lead of something if they had a beard. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. The TV set. Didn't you go see Spidey 3? I did see Spidey 3. I almost went to see Spidey 3 the other day. Uh, I was in Pomona or something. I don't know. Not Pomona. <laughs> what are you
2: doing in Pomona? I don't know. I San just San
1: Berdu? Everything, everything that's in Southern California to me that's not Los Angeles is just Pomona. Yeah. Everything south of everything south of Los Angeles is El Toro, or Mission Viejo. Um, So there's mixed reviews so far. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is
1: how did you feel about Spidey One and Two? uh,
2: Love Spidey One. Think Spidey Two is so fantastic.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. I I love Spidey One. I thought Spidey Two was even better than Spidey One. Yeah,
2: blew it out of the water. I loved Spider Man Two. And here's the thing: is that the things. That people are saying are wrong with the movie are totally wrong with the movie. Like it's you know there's too much stuff going on, not not you know, and the things don't get their proper due Um, because you have you know you have kind of three interesting bad guys going on and a bunch of other stuff, Uh, and all of it's all of it's perfectly interesting and perfectly uh, you know perfectly able to, to have a movie made about it. Um, especially the the kind of the the venom thing that happens real late in the movie, and it's um, you know it's a great it's a great classic kind of Spider Man story um, that kind of just gets you know gets glossed over a little bit. Some of the some of the cooler details are You're talking uh, about
1: the Venom story? Yeah. That's actually the one Spider Man thing that I know about, that was oh, that, yeah. that happened right in the period when I actually read comic books.
2: Oh yeah. And uh yeah, and it's totally interesting and like uh you know, and, and really worthy of its own movie. But Todd
1: McFarlane. Sure, it yes,
2: Todd McFarlane did draw before that. Before
1: he became a celebrity uh home run baseball collector.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't write it, but uh he did he did draw it um And, um,
1: his, his successor, by the way, Eric Larson.
2: (laughs) Wow. Check
1: you out. Creator of the comic book Savage Dragon. Wow. That's all I got.
2: That's no, that's pretty good though. Both of those are very good.
1: My comic book knowledge is based exclusively in 1991 and 1992.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's having to do with image (laughs) comics specifically.
1: The launch of specifically the The launch launch of of image comics. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, Don't mean to derail. I was just doing some nerd bragging. That's
2: fine. If you want to talk about Wildcats later, we can. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so all of that. And the, the, there's a dancing part that people are talking about as being shitty. I kind of like the dancing.
1: I've heard some people say they kind of like the dancing Yeah, part. the
2: dancing is funny and all the things, you know, it's it's, I mean, it takes you out of the movie. I mean, it's crazy and it takes you out of the movie and it's, you know. A, a break in tone But I mean I liked it I'm fine What I don't understand About a comic book movies Okay
1: Why don't they understand That when You're making Spider-Man You're making Superman You're making Batman hmm you know, this is like, it's an episodic thing. Like, it's not like they're not going to get a chance to make another Batman movie or whatever. Right, right. Like, why don't they tell a real story that's about something like they do in comic books? Yeah. Like, if you read a comic book, they'll have like a a story arc of, you know, six or eight issues or whatever where, you know, it's like, oh, Spider-Man is fighting against, you know, like they might have like a little one in each issue mm-hmm. where they fight, you know, one guy. It's like, oh, Spider Man is doing this thing. Spider Man is, you know, coming to terms with his identity because he got the black suit from space. Yeah. Um, did he get it from space in this movie? Uh,
2: yes, it did come from space. Okay. Uh, although not, you know, no real good. It, it comes from a meteor. I'm gonna. It happens early in the movie. Oh. A, a meteor. This hits. is getting the be- black goo call c- crawls out. N- you know. Because in the, in the
1: comic book, didn't it come from some sort
2: of epic space battle? Yeah, there, he goes to space for some reason and has to fight a crazy battle. And, That's a uh, little they bit before my, yeah. before my time.
1: But, but what I'm trying to say is... But I mean,
2: there's no way to do that in the movie, I I understand.
1: Like, why don't they just tell a story about the guy like i'll tell like a james bond movie has a good like they've made 40 of those movies or however many and they understand the principle you just you have this character everybody understands and knows the character you tell a story about what this character is doing you have a bad guy and you have a story yeah and that works but then at some point they are like well we have
2: to make it like serial in a weird way yeah but not yeah, I mean like yeah and I think those X-Men movies kind of suffer from that a little bit. Um, I haven't
1: seen the X-Men movies.
2: Yeah, they I mean they're okay. Um they're fine. I mean, you know, I think the ideal way to do X-Men, you know, it's, it lends itself to being a TV show, uh, you know, because it's so, I mean, it's so soap opery. Um I guess that's why that cartoon was so successful for its run because you can just do it every week and you can, you know, tell these kind of big crazy stories with clones and romances and stuff
1: like that do you remember when our boss at uh when we were ras like his literal two career goals were writing x-men comic books and writing for friends yes what he those were his real career goals (laughs) that was so weird to me
2: (laughs) what's weird about it i mean it's a little it's a little pie in the sky but
1: because like they were his career because it was such like You really could not have picked more kind of like sad, nerdy things for him (laughs) to aspire to as a nerdy gay person. Um, That he, I think what it was, was how sincerely he aspired to them. And um, like that was really what he wanted out of his life. Mm But how he, there, like, it's not like he was, like, a frustrated doer of that.
2: Right. He just thought that someday that could happen.
1: Yeah. Like, he would be picked, like, someone would come to Porter College and give him a check and say, here's 10 grand. Write your first episode of Friends.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You got to
1: write for the single guy first. They'll give you 10 grand to write
2: for the... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the single guy.
1: (laughs) They'll hire anybody to write for the single guy.
2: (laughs) That's, I don't know. I don't know what's... Savage Dragon or that is more (laughs) more unrelatable (laughs) something something Caroline in the city yeah yeah definitely that Um,
1: anyways so what do you think about Spider-Man
2: oh okay so here's the thing so all that all those things are wrong with it they're totally Uh they're totally wrong with it and I acknowledge it but uh, it's great and the things that are great about Spider-Man these Spider-Man movies so far are that they get they get the feelings of it right, they get this kind of the feelings that the spider man comics have, and also what's kind of I feel like lacking in these comic book movies in general is that like you know because they are serial they you know the feelings in them can be a little more complicated um in the movies i mean the the Fantastic Four movie is a great example of you know the feelings kind of being glossed over it's you know there's there's the sweet guy and then there's the evil guy and there's the brash guy, and I think that um, there's a lot of like really thorough guy feelings in this. I mean, this is kind of the thing that I want from Entourage. I feel like I got from Spider-Man three and that's, you know, these, um, you know, and it's It's the stuff
1: that we have to struggle with. Should we, or should we not give up our secret identity to be with Kirsten Dunst?
2: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, as a guy, you know, do we, do we focus on our, You know, our career, our relationship, how much time do we give to each? Like, how do you balance the two? Like, feeling like you have to do something with your life, but also wanting to, you know, just relate to the people in your life. Or what about this one?
1: If if your dad dies, should you or should you not become some kind of super goblin?
2: Right, exactly. Um, And also something that I think they got really right in this was... um, you know, how a guy who is nice can occasionally be a jerk and without being like, you know, it's it's usually, you know, when you have a sappy character like Peter Parker, you have a sweet, nerdy character. You know, usually in movies, they're kind of sweet and nerdy and put upon and then they just persevere and then they, you know, and they get their dues after some hardship. But I mean, this like...
1: Or even like, I think even more often, like they... They do well, but as like a side point to the actual
2: main protagonist. Yeah, story. yeah. Um, but in this, like, I mean, but you know, like, even a, a person who is who is nice a lot, you know, accidentally acts like a jerk. You know, and I mean, I and I totally feel like that, and I totally feel like you know most most people feel like that, most non, like a holes. We'll just be a jerk sometimes and then feel bad about it and want to do something about it so it's like i think that came across really well it's like and it was really real and like you know and kind of guy relatable you know anyway so i thought all that stuff was handled really well uh and sandman looks cool
1: so i should go see
2: it yeah you should definitely see i it. was
1: scared that if i went to see it i would be too disappointed because i liked spider-man 2 so yeah. much i
2: mean it's no spider-man 2 spider-man 2 is fantastic it's you know I think I think maybe Roger Ebert said greatest superhero movie ever, and I totally agree with it.
1: Yeah, I um, agree. Uh
2: but yeah, and it's not it's it's not that caliber and it's a damn shame. But it's still it's still a good movie, uh worthwhile. A lot of stuff's well handled. Funny Bruce Campbell cameo. <laughs> j jonah jameson is great as always
1: Oh, j jonah jameson is great isn't he
2: yeah oh, i think man. i've talked about this on the show before but the j jonah jameson toy that goes along with spider-man uh-huh. has desk pounding action
1: <laughs> that's from the box find me the spider-man
2: <laughs> you're fired is what he says
1: um was well, speaking of this guy feelings i feel like this is a perfect time to play this uh call we got last week we were talking about uh, situations in which you um, uh situations that bring out the worst in your things that you did that you regret where you were mean mm-hmm. um, we got some we got some really interesting calls um and I think we probably have more calls many more calls than we can play, but this one was a really interesting one hey
4: guys I have a story of uh shame and regret for you. Um, this happened when I was in high school it involved uh myself and another person. Uh, I had this friend in high school and uh we were really we were pretty close friends and um we played in the jazz band together um we both played the guitar and it was around Christmas time and big jazz band concert was coming up and uh my friend's parents had bought him a new guitar for Christmas and they had promised that he could play this new guitar at this jazz band performance and um so he was really really excited about that and uh so the night of the performance, his parents were out to dinner and, uh, we drove to his house to pick up the guitar. And when we got to his house, um, there was a note from his parents that said, you know, we've, we've decided, uh, that, you know, good things come to those two wait. And, uh, I think it'd be better for you to wait. And we're going to give you this present, this guitar on Christmas day. Uh, and this is about a week before Christmas. And to my surprise, uh, my friend uh, let's call him Steve. He got really, he was, he flipped out. He went bananas about this. He was really upset about it. Um, he had really been counting on playing this new guitar. He got so mad that he ended up putting the letter from his parents on the kitchen floor and dropping trowel. And he just, he just took a big dump on the, on the letter, right in the kitchen floor, which really freaked me out. Um, and he was, you know, screaming, and, and I was trying to calm him down, and I was in shock because, you know, there's a Cleveland steamer on this note, you know, on the kitchen floor, and uh, I was trying to get him to throw it away. And eventually he did throw it out in the woods, but it was this really it was a low moment for Steve and uh, for myself. And what did I do? Well, the next day, having witnessed this horrible time in my friend's life and this, you know, this low um, act um, committed on his part, I went and told my girlfriend all about it, and uh, another friend about it, which um, they immediately turned, told their parents about this, and then kind of the network of parents um, at my school were all communicating, and uh, and uh, he ended up <laughs> being confronted by his own parents after all the parents of our friends found out about it, and uh, they they wanted him to go to counseling, and uh, uh, and and it really embarrassed him because all these people knew about this, and. And it was because of me, I had spread the word. So that's kind of my, uh, when I look back, that's one thing I really regret. Not just kind of, you know, keeping this whole experience kind of under wraps and uh, just being there for him him when he felt like he needed to shit on a note. Bye.
2: Wow.
1: Holy moly, right?
2: (laughs) That sounds like what happened to poor Alec Baldwin. (laughs) (laughs) Only involves pooping on a note
1: oh my gosh He's right man i know what's what was the caller's name do you remember i don't know alec yeah alec, alec baldwin alec baldwin He's, he seems sounds like a really decent person sure, doesn't he? yeah if somebody i knew and was not necessarily close friends with uh flipped out and took a poop on a note from his parents in front of me uh i i would not I feel like I sh- I should I would not feel any responsibility for my actions thereafter. Yeah, it's pretty with crazy. regard to that event.
2: It's funny. It's funny, like looking at this and thinking that the kind of catalyst for all this is a high school band performance. Phew. Like that's what it all goes back to. Like I could see this being, you know, some sort of post breakup or post, you know, not being able to go to the college you want, kind of thing. But it's and it's, it's like not Christmas like his band recital. His parents
1: didn't say. uh you know, instead of getting you the guitar this year, we decided that we got you this, you
2: know, trip to fat camp or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you don't get to play it at the one, you know, you don't get to play.
1: Yeah, like he just has to wait a week to get it and he has to play you know, his to old play guitar at the show.
2: Brown Sugar, whatever you played.
1: There will be more shows, too. That's the other thing. It's yeah, not yeah. like the jazz band only plays a Christmas show every year. No, uh-uh. I mean, maybe well, he won't play Green Sleeves
2: green sleeves you're thinking of the ren fair
1: no 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 the green sleeves like if they, that's a good song you would play on the guitar if you were doing a show around christmas huh okay. don't you think even a jazz band i think they might play green, green sleeves. sleeves all
2: right yeah, green that sleeves seems like a ren like fair. west montgomery i don't know what that is
1: west montgomery is a famous jazz guitarist oh okay who did a version of Green Sleeves at the Ren Fair? I know.
2: <laughs> I heard you. That's why I'm saying. Probably happens at the Ren Fair.
1: So I've we got like some other calls about on that topic. Mm-hmm. There's no point in playing them. No oh man. After that's that's that story, topper. like hey, holy mackerel. It's a good one. That's all I've got. Just it's holy. A, Mackerel. Doozy. It's a doody. <laughs> <laughs> done deal. Crocodile Dundee. dun doot. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. This is Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse. I'm Jordan. Um, we've been talking about this potential Jordan Jesse Go drinking game. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one last uh, uh, addition to the drinking game that I want to share here.
3: Hey, JJ Go. This is uh, Ryan from Flagstaff, Arizona, with a drinking game rule for you. Uh, every time you guys criticize, critique, or uh, expound on the finer points of a phone call, you take a shot. So, uh, hosts, have at it, and listeners, drink up.
1: I like that call. It was pithy.
2: Mm hmm. That guy sounded like a sweetheart.
1: Uh huh. Good, good. Um, uh, so here are the rules for the drinking game these are
2: the official rules these
1: are the official rules and these may change but only i can change them
2: okay i was gonna say it's like the bible you can't add to it or take away from it
1: oh you, really but, i mean you can if you want to, i can because I if it is like the bible i am like a god revealing it directly to moses which is the internet
2: gotcha um if you're god what am i oh um talking donkey <laughs> from the bible wait a donkey talks in yeah the Bible? there totally is it's in the old testament it's great really when yeah. is that it's super old testament super this old is, testament is early on
1: if you ever read the song of solomon that's
2: pretty that's erotic it's very it's too erotic. erotic jesse i you know how i feel about things <laughs> getting erotic we've talked about this i don't um, want to hear about i don't know dripping fruits or anything like that
1: uh, first of all, things that I do that you're supposed to take a drink for, uh, whenever I refer to a woman as a lady, okay. uh, which is something that I think I do because I was looking for, uh, something that was, um, not dismissive. Sure. It seemed nice.
2: Yeah. You know, it's, I it's hard to say girl, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't like girl, girl. I mean, I do, I do like girl cause it's easy to say. Sure. The society wants us to say girl. That does. But I want to say lady. Because it's nicer. Fair enough. And I'm a nice person. Uh, when I refer to something as a parody of itself, okay. uh, like if I say, for example, that um, uh, Ricky Henderson is like a uh, parody of a selfish professional athlete. Mm-hmm. I love you, Ricky Henderson. Uh, whenever I lean away from the microphone and clap mm-hmm. solo, okay. sort of, sort of like this, That's one. That's usually when Jordan does something I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Or maybe when I'm mocking Jordan, but more typically when Jordan does something <laughs> sure, that I really like. Fair enough. Uh, whenever I go out of my way to point out how unfamiliar I am with the pop cultural phenomenon. Right,
2: you derail the discussion. Yeah, just to make to sure, make sure everybody knows that you haven't seen American Idol for two years.
1: Um, however, uh, I, th- I I'll accept this. However, uh, there is another side to it, which is when I go out of my way to point out that I am familiar with
2: <laughs> cultural phenomenon. Yeah, either way, either way, do a shot.
1: As we saw in this program uh, with regards to uh, comic book illustrator Todd McFarlane. Yes,
2: yeah. You- <laughs> uh,
1: also, whenever I compliment something for being pithy, mm-hmm. uh, that's a good one. Ah, Jordan, here's some for you. Okay. Uh, whenever you say ish, something
2: ish, I don't know that I do that a lot.
1: I don't know if you do that a lot either. No, but I think they
2: probably do. Do you? Sure.
1: Okay. Uh, whenever you start drinking, whenever you start stumbling for words, uh, you keep, you have to drink until I cut you off <laughs> or you actually find <laughs> like the start words. drinking. That's yeah. something I'm
2: assuming you're cutting those out by the way, but apparently you're leaving them in the show.
1: Uh, I, that's a lot of work to cut them out and I am <laughs> a lot of so lazy. Much. Fair yeah. enough. Um, no, it's not because you do it so much, Jordan. It's okay. just because uh, it's a, yeah, it's a,
2: There are it's like two a, like a precise project. You there, know?
1: there are two levels of editing that uh, that I could be doing. One is the one where if something goes horribly wrong, I drop a marker into the file and come back and take it out. Yeah, uh, that's the one that I do do. When okay, usually nothing goes horribly wrong. But once in a while, the phone will ring. Gotcha. Um, but uh, the other is but the you want one to maintain right.
2: the authenticity of what's going on. Yeah,
1: this is pretty much an as-live broadcast because I don't have time to fucking edit two hours of, mm, of stuff every week. Um, every time Jordan starts dropping the bu- buzzwords, what does that mean?
2: I think it's like whenever. I mean, I think you, I think we do it equal, but when, every time we like, you know, say something like. You know, going viral and like oh, in, a, in yeah. kind of a condescending way, like yeah. something absolutely that's one that um you know must see tv i mean i know that's not around anymore but
1: i think at some point like when i became a podcaster and you started working at a television television program
2: yeah
1: uh we both became obsessed with that
2: yeah we both i mean you hear it so much you know and i I, know viral media web 2.0 sure all that
1: you you were i was big into i was big into social media you were big into mobisodes as i recall sure uh that's fair enough um, whenever Jordan does a gesture to illustrate something which uh, the audience yeah, can't something, see. something
2: purely visual.
1: Yeah, and then especially if I, I – I feel like if I have to explain it, that's a right. really what good – Right, what I was doing. Um, uh, that's also known as the a little bit of this and a little bit of this rule. Sure. Um, if this was a television show, I think we could just have drink whenever Jordan goes a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Cause yeah. usually, you know, it's like first you're masturbating and then you're crying or.
2: <laughs> Wait, when have I done that? <laughs> That's a classic,
1: a little bit of this and
2: a little bit of this. Oh, okay.
1: I oh. thought that was, an, I that thought that might've been the, I thought that was the, like the root of a little bit of this and a little bit of this.
2: paint me in a very good light, mm, masturbating wh- and crying. Well, honestly. I think
1: Gene invented it.
2: Okay. Maybe maybe he did. I don't know.
1: I think Gene or Brian are uh, sad, <laughs> funny friends. <laughs> sure. Probably invented that. Um, and for both of us, the rules that apply to both of us, um, whenever we set up a punchline with the phrase something, something, and then the punchline. Right. Without,
2: and, without making a setup to the joke. Yeah.
1: And to be clear, instead of setting up the joke, we are literally saying the words something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if we were saying... You know,
2: something something twelve-inch pianist. Exactly.
1: Um, whenever we mock something that you, the audience member, does in yeah. your day-to-day life, you know, like if I'm if I mock, you know, recreational boating <laughs> and what,
2: riding a recumbent bike, maybe.
1: Exactly. That's a that's a perfect example. Uh, whenever we say something needlessly anachronistic, mm-hmm. uh, you have to finish your drink. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, that, that would be an example would be when, if we started talking old timey
2: mm-hmm.
1: for no reason. Every
2: time we talk about getting a bit of fondant, uh-huh. <laughs> at the druggist
1: or he- heading down to the, heading down to the pharmacy, perhaps to get a phosphate. Sure. Um, dipping our toes into the crick. <laughs> uh take a drink if we mention a video game console that was released more than 15 years ago yeah so, i think
2: there's double points for turbografx 16 or neo geo
1: yes there are <laughs> jordan you just broke your microphone again uh take two drinks whenever jordan breaks his microphone and no. i comment on it on the air um Whenever Jordan says a list of examples, uh or I say a list of things uh, that are preceded by the word "your," like could you give an example of that, Jordan?
2: Um uh there's a lot of there's a lot of I like a lot of crazy actors who live in states other than California. Your Kurt Russell's, your um uh oh shit, who was the dude? Your Jeff Bridges, your Yeah. Okay. That sort of thing. There
1: you go. Um. When uh. Oh. Oh. For there is an example here. It, like when we gave examples of generic Dr. Peppers. Uh. Your Mister Pibs. Nah, your, your Doctor stars, stars.
2: Your Doctor Slices. Uh, <laughs> doctor Slice. Doctor Slice is great.
1: You know what is a really good one that, that I haven't seen lately is the uh the Trader Joe's used to have one called Doctor Joe's. I think no, it was really? called and it was really good. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. non caffeinated, which I liked because I don't have the caffeine. Sure. Um also uh here's the last one. We you take a drink when uh we describe someone as they're as proper nouning around. Like a dog might be, you know, dogging around. Sure. Sinbad might be sinbading around.
2: hmm Um Dennis Kucinich is Dennis Kisiniching about.
1: Yeah, exactly. On the campaign trail. Sure. Um on the bus. Have you noticed that Dennis Kucinich really wants to be your MySpace friend?
2: Yeah. I, I did it, man. I totally made that guy my MySpace friend. Him and Joe Biden too. Yeah, Joe Biden. I'm totally Joe Biden's MySpace friend. That's nice. That's great. Joe Biden needs some friends. He does. He hasn't
1: he hasn't made a lot of friends so far on the campaign trail. Yeah.
2: Poor guy can't get a break.
1: Dennis Kucinich probably makes a lot of good friends. That's probably why he's still running for president again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I bet Dennis Kucinich can he can roll into like any town in like Vermont. Or like he can roll into Portland, Oregon and just be met with a hero's welcome. Like he can get all of the like carob based desserts he wants. Just
1: some fucking, there's plenty of barbecued tofu patties. Yeah. He
2: can get out, he can hop on the back of anybody's recumbent bike (laughs) and, uh, and you know, just, just cruise about, you know, he can cruise about, uh, (gasps) what's that place in Chapel Hill, North Carolina all he wants. Yeah. Are we still
1: not talking about politics on the show?
2: I don't know. Do you have a strong opinion about Dennis Kucinich?
1: No, I just um I was going to say, you know, it's funny that we're making fun of Dennis Kucinich, but somebody very close to me voted for Dennis Kucinich and um and I made fun of that person, but I voted for someone equally crazy did as vote Dennis Kucinich. You voted for Sharpton?
2: Yes, I did. vote for I Sharpton. voted for Dennis Kucinich too. Oh, did good you know for he, that?
1: No, I didn't know you voted yeah, for Dennis. I totally Dennis voted Kucinich. for him. I didn't, I, you know, honestly... This guy's I, great, vegan president? Sure, I, <laughs> it
2: sounds hilarious.
1: I, did, I really sincerely didn't know anything about your politics at all. I mean, I no, knew yeah. that you were, you know, at least, you know, somewhat socially progressive, you know, because you, you like gays and everything. But like,
2: because <laughs> yeah, I'm totally into gays.
1: <laughs> you're way into gays. Yeah. But yeah, no, I totally voted for Sharpton, so I really don't get to yeah, make fun no, of you, Teresa you for really voting can't. for Kucinich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, basically, you're positioned vegan president... That was basically my position. <laughs> my position was, if you have the Crazy choice... president. If you have the choice to vote for somebody... Uh, if you have the choice to vote for somebody whose hairstyle was given to them personally by James Brown...
2: <laughs> you should probably do it.
1: You should probably do it. You know, like, there's really no excuse for not following up on that. Sure. You know what I mean? hmm Anyway... That's well, why we live in America. This isn't going to become a politics show, I promise. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a Republican, we welcome to you to listening to our program. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a libertarian... Peace and freedom.
2: Yeah. The main, Free soiler? <laughs>
1: the uh, main, you know, that was take a drink for mentioning something needlessly anachronistic. Free soiler? <laughs> um, you know Gold who the main standard is that something? You know who the main party that I want to uh, appeal to is with this program? Don't know who. Natural law Natural party? Law
0: party. <laughs> <laughs> I could
1: I seriously when I was working for the Department of Elections uh and counting a lot of votes and spending a lot of time around voter pamphlets mm-hmm. I would read like the party statements for the Natural Law Party Yeah bananas like they just you just can't figure out exactly what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. Their basic thing is they they think that there's a best way to do things and you should do things that way Sure Um and that is I mean you know just you can't say
2: no to that. No, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you're thinking about yeah. it that way. But well, you don't want to do it the worst way. No, exactly. That'd be crazy,
1: and maybe you should, you know, find out what the best way is and then do it that way. Yeah, that's the natural law way, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll be right back on Jordan Jesse. Go.
2: Oh wait, uh, we should. Oh. Ta- aren't we going to challenge oh, yes. people to do it? You're right, Jordan. You're right. You're right.
1: We are going to challenge right. people to do it. What is the? What are the stakes here? What are we asking for, Jordan? This okay. is your baby. Here's
2: the. Here's the thing. I. Uh, so we've created this list. it was really fun to create. I think everybody had a nice time contributing. but um, I mean you know let's take it to the next level people. I uh, I think you out there should host your own Jordan Jesse go drinking game. Uh, put up some decorations, clean your house, invite people over. And, uh, and just, and tell us about it, like, like do a, do a field report about what it was like, if people had fun, uh, if it was boring, uh, you know, what you used, you don't have to use alcohol. You can do, you know, you could do an ice cream dessert. You could do, you could do soda pop. You could just do, you know, purified water. You know, I've, I've heard that there are meetups that
1: have been being planned in, uh, in the pseudo planning stages in Toronto and New York, I know there's a lot of people in Pennsylvania. Sure, a lot of people in Sweden. Mm-hmm. If the Swedish people get together, I'll give them anything they want.
2: Yeah, so so if you do it and send in and send in a field report, um, I think we should give them a prize.
1: I think we should give them a do prize you have a too. Prize? I can get. I can send them a T-shirt. If you don't have a T-shirt, I'll find. If you already have a T-shirt, I'll find something else for you. So. Uh, The first person... We still
2: have that Xbox game.
1: We have that Xbox game. In fact, the person who won the Xbox game doesn't have an Xbox, so they said give it to somebody. So if you want the Xbox game, uh, do that. Um, But what are we looking for? We're looking for, I would say, at least five people at the party, including the host. Yeah. Does that that sound reasonable? No, it's
2: totally reasonable.
1: Okay, five people at the party, some kind of documentation. I say you should take some pictures, at least. um, And then a full report. Yeah. The first person who does that wins the, a T-shirt. Yeah, I want
2: to hear about the planning. I want to hear about the aftermath. Yeah. Uh, everything. And hopefully, I mean, you know, even if it's totally dull, even if it's dull as dishwater and doesn't work out, we want to hear about that, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great hopefully it's bananas. Jordan. Hopefully it gets bananas. banane even.
2: Sure. banane
1: Yeah, that's a that's a catchphrase I made up. It hasn't caught on at all. Clearly not. It's sort of like that song, you know, Opals and Bononos. Yeah. When things mm-hmm. get bananas, I like to say, oh, yeah, and then it got banana.
2: Sure. You can say that. That's I, it fine. sounds
1: okay, right? Yeah, I it like feels it. right. Yeah. I'm it feels it. right to me. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> This is Jordan Jesse go. I am Jesse. I'm Jordan, so we're listening to some calls. We got some really cool calls on our um action item of calling when something important happens to you. Mm-hmm. Um, get a load of this one.
3: Hey, guys. This is Brett from Pennsylvania. I'm calling because i I think I just figured out that I have Lyme's disease. Um, I don't know if this is something you get you guys like know about in sunny California, but over here in the like rural part of Pennsylvania. There's like this tiny pinhead-sized tick called a deer tick that like bites deer and gets this horrible disease. And I, th- I think I, I'm pretty sure I have it because uh, I had a fever the other day. And now I have about a five-inch in diameter blotch in my back that's forming into a ring, which is kind of the biggest symptom. I think I have to go, go to the hospital now. See so, you. Yeah.
1: I think uh, whenever you need important medical treatment, uh, uh, you should forestall it in order to call in to Jordan Jesse. Go,
2: yeah, absolutely. That's the best course of action. If
1: you're headed to the emergency room, that's the perfect time to call the yeah, hotline. Call
2: en route to the yeah. emergency room.
1: I'm so scared of ticks. I don't yeah. think I've ever had gotten a tick. Maybe I got one once when I was when I was little and I went camping.
2: It's gruesome. I mean, I think people... It's gruesome to think about people. I've never got one either. But when they say, like, you try and rip them out, but then their heads come off, that to me is unpleasant to think about.
1: Yeah, that's way gross. And then also that you could get Lyme disease. And if you're wondering what the symptoms of Lyme disease are, uh, it is a neurological uh, disorder uh, that you get from some kind of... uh, uh, It's like a bacteria or something. And um, you, like... You just like have suffer crippling joint pain and then you like go crazy and die or something. Wow. I'm not a, I'm no Lyme disease expert.
2: No. I've never had the disease myself. I guess I just don't like thinking that there's an animal that's so determined. <laughs> it kind of bothers me to think about. You
0: don't
1: like, one quality you don't look for in an animal is stick to itiveness.
2: Nope. I like a nice, uh, I like a nice, um, what do you what do you call when something? I was going to say noodly animal.
1: Something that's easily deterred.
2: Yeah, something that's easily distracted. And doesn't have
1: its eyes on the prize. Nope. Okay. Well, what Jordan?
2: That's why dogs are top notch. The
1: there's a we've discussed this issue crippling neurological disease, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a silver lining to okay. this cloud.
3: Okay, guys, I got back from the emergency room uh, about two and a half hours ago. It was twelve at night where I live, um, and to let you know, yeah, I did. I do have Lyme disease. Um, they diagnosed it with like this test that takes two hours to complete, so I had to sit there in a hospital gown. But I was wearing pants, which was nice. Um, I think I called it a horrible disease. It's really not so horrible at the stage that I have it, and I'm going to continue to have it, I guess, although I'm going to take antibiotics for it. It can become horrible if it goes undiagnosed, uh, you can have like horrible muscle problems and horrible depressions and other horrible symptoms like horrible meals or I don't know, horrible other things. But the stage that I have it is not horrible. It is merely somewhat inconvenient. Like I have a somewhat inconvenient rash or um somewhat inconvenient muscle pains that have already passed. So uh don't worry too much about me. Oh also I'm sorry I said sunny california that's a cliche and i immediately read it all right see you guys
1: bye you know he's got lyme disease i don't think he needs to worry about using the cliche yeah
2: absolutely not man where our heart goes out to you
1: well you know what jordan
2: Hmm.
1: he wouldn't want us to worry about him
2: no he should want us to carry on he's
1: dead now by the way
2: he's dead he's fine he's fine disease. everybody he Come died Jesse, of Lyme disease no one that's and not he true. took Rutger Hauer down with him no Rutger Hauer is alive and well and still making films Don't so <laughs> don't scare everyone
1: Rutger Hauer uh operates a um uh filmmaking master class in the Netherlands
2: oh where he's from we'll make sure to talk about that when we have him on
1: we should get uh this guy to operate a getting Lyme disease master class <laughs> yeah Right in rural Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. it's easy. All you need is a couple of deer ticks <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a positive attitude.
1: I'm glad that someone in the world got Lyme disease. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Ha- I'm not glad that he has to suffer, Why but are you I'm glad so to much know joy
2: at this Lyme disease. I don't understand. I'm glad your, to know that it's real. Shit eating grin that you have on your face. I'm right just now.
1: happy to know that it's a real disease. Oh, okay, if he wasn't going to be okay. You know, if if he didn't if he didn't know that the antibiotics were going to be fine and destroy the whatever, and he wouldn't be crippled for life or whatever, then I would be sad. Okay, but since he told us not to worry about him, I'm glad to know that my concern about Lyme disease was well founded. Hmm. That's all I'm saying, Jordan. I'm just trying to put it out there. I've been concerned about Lyme disease for most of my life, (laughs) not terrified. You know, it's not like I don't go outdoors.
2: It's been in the back of your mind. But
1: I'm always careful to wear long pants. (laughs) Right. You know, because
2: I don't want any Lyme disease. carry some matches with you so you can burn off any ticks. And it's good to know that that was reasonable. (laughs) That you weren't being insane.
1: No, I'm not crazy. People get Lyme disease. Look at this guy. He's lived (laughs) in rural Pennsylvania all his life. He takes the precautions he has to. But it's a dangerous disease. Now, on the other hand, it's going to be fine. It's good. There's nothing to worry about, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You look worried. There's no there's no okay. need to well, I'm worry. Just, you know.
2: Jesse, it's going to be funny. I have a lot of empathy. I have more empathy than most.
1: And I have less empathy than most.
2: <laughs> what a pair.
0: <laughs> what a crazy <laughs> pair.
2: <laughs> Don't fart. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. It's okay.
1: We'll be back in just a second on Jordan and Jesse. Go.
0: La, 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 la.
1: Well, we have come to the end of another Jordan Jesse Go podcast. I've been Jesse. I've been Jordan. Uh, There were some really cool calls that we did not play on this show because we were too busy running our mouths. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody called in to say that uh, they called shortly after their child was born.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, That was a really good example of calling in when something important happens to you. Now, we would have played it. We would have made room for it if he had called from the delivery room. Yeah. He told us, and I can only take him at his word... He wanted to call us from the delivery room, but he couldn't because his phone was dead. So he had to wait until he had charged his phone. <laughs> Man, that
2: would be great if all the doctor and baby noises were in the background.
1: I, seriously, if you're going to have a baby, get on yeah. this. So, um,
2: yeah, I, I, yeah, if you're listening, send pictures. I we're, I think we're willing to make that the official baby of Jordan Jesse Go.
1: Yeah, in fact, even better than sending pictures, post them up to the uh, Flickr group. Absolutely. Uh, that's flickr.com slash group slash Pics, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. Uh, somebody called in because it was their last day of high school. Congratulations Good. to him!
2: Absolutely, happy
1: graduation! Uh, yeah, some people hated high school. I, I liked high school. Had a nice time. It's because I went to an arts high school. I think. Yeah, I think if any other high school, I would have been miserable.
2: And I was totally popular.
1: Yeah, you were. You were the prom king. It's true. Um. Uh. Ashley, our official caller. Ashley called in from San Francisco. She thought it was, uh, she was visiting San Francisco from her home, which uh, we determined is not Houston, Texas. What was it? Lubbock? It's Lubbock. Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. Um and uh it totally is not it's gonna be like Amarillo or something. Yeah. We're totally gonna be wrong. Beaumont. Uh Ashley called in from uh San Francisco where she was visiting with her high school chorus group.
2: hmm
1: Uh the madrigals class. Probably. And um she said she really loved San Francisco and thought it was really beautiful and might like to live there someday. Mm-hmm. But people there were totally crazy. Yeah. That's why we love it, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um we got a call. Oh, this is a call I want I want to play here.
3: This is Callan from Austin and I just wanted to let y'all know that a moor is a type of wetland typically found in Scotland and as all of, all of my Canadian geologist friends like to say, when the moon hits the fog on a dank Scottish bog, that's a moor, eh? All right, y'all keep up the good work.
2: Yes, I'm right. Jordan was right all along. Awesome. We should start a new segment about Jordan being right about something. What he says <laughs> I think this farm league thing is really going to turn out in my favor too.
1: Farm league? Farm league? Oh, farm league! There's no such thing as farm league. As in, I mean, there's there's sending somebody back to the farm leagues. Maybe, okay. but you can't Anyways. call something farm league. I'm
2: not saying you should call something farm league. I'm saying that you can. That's that farm league exists.
1: Okay. I thought you were saying you can call something Farm League the same way you can call something Bush League.
2: Oh, no, I didn't mean to suggest that.
1: Okay, uh, y- there's one more call that I want to play. This is like Listener Appreciation Show. Wouldn't you say this is Listener Appreciation Show? I would say this is definitely – it's
2: all been listener-based, except for when we talked about Spider-Man.
1: We got really, really great calls this week, so thank you for that. Um, but here's one more call I wanted to play.
4: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Mike from Cincinnati. You uh, guys briefly mentioned – um a story about like a mother dragging a crying child through Disneyland or something today. And I just had a similar story I just have to relate. Um see for several years I worked uh plainclothes lost room at a, a very super century type store. And um uh, you know part of the job was a whole lot of time just walking around on the sales, sales floor Yeah, you know? And this one day it was like the exact same situation. This mother was right around desk, crying Uh, crying boy he was like maybe eight
3: years old or something and um i just walked by and i overhear her saying possibly the greatest thing ever she said why are you doing this to me you know you're the reason that daddy left
2: and i thought that was amazing all right bye
1: wow i just wanted to make sure that we went out on a happy note
2: wow that, See you I, next week. He's totally right, right?
0: That mm-hmm. terror
1: that destroys any that does. Anything about just fat kids at Disneyland or anything. Oh, my goodness. Yowza. Between that call and the call about the guy whose friend pooped on the note. <laughs> holy mackerel. What? Yeah,
2: a, man. What Keep a them week. coming, folks. Keep them coming.
1: Anyway, uh, no new action items this
2: week, right? Uh, do the drinking game.
1: Just do the drinking game. That's it. We want somebody out there to actually organize the drinking game. We're not going to have a new show next week because I, Jordan's going to be in Hawaii. I'm going to be uh, visiting family in San Francisco. So in two weeks, we'll be back. We'll have uh, Mike Schmidt from... The Never Not Funny podcast visiting with us. Um, I think that's in two weeks.
2: Uh, and oh, we'll- also send uh, make Rutger Hauer some get well soon stuff.
1: Oh yeah, Rutger Hauer. Oh, that was a really good uh, uh, action item. So here's the thing: these are do things action items yeah. as opposed to call in action items. Number one, do the drinking game. Document it. The first person who who d- actually does it and has five people at the party, including themselves, uh, wins a t shirt. Um, the second is make something nice for Rucker Howard. so when he comes on, he knows that he's appreciated. Yeah. Um, this is going to be in a couple, couple of weeks, and you can email it in to jjgo at org, or you can post it to the Flickr group, uh, which is flickr.com slash groups slash maxfundpicks, or uh, you can mail it to us, and the address is uh, 720 South Normandy Avenue, number 505, Los Angeles, California, nine triple zero five, and that address is also on MaximumFun.org if you click on About. Bam. Boom. One show. Before we get out of here, first of all, a special thank you to Light in the Attic Records and The Free Design for our theme music, which is called Love You by The Free Design, lightintheattic.net. Also, our listener song, uh, of course, we invite you to send in your CDs if you have an actual CD, and we ask that it be an actual CD, not like some CD you burned or something like that. Um, and you tell us what track to play off of it, and we will play a track off of it as long as we have time, and we put it at the end so people can skip it. This week, it's Reed Paley Trio from the album Approximate Hellhound vs. the Monkey Demon. Uh, the song is called Your Polish Uncle. Uh, he just got off tour with uh, Frank Black. Okay. So an actual thing, right? Not too shabby. Frank Black from the Pixies? Sure. Um, play it. We're going to play it. Here it goes. We'll see you next week.
0: Just try for what